Welcome to the Winning Drive Podcast, where Parkland USA employees discover the tools, strategies, and resources to increase safety, productivity, and success. Here's your host, Ben Fanning. And welcome to the show. You're going to get the insider's guide today for making a great career at Parkland with Vice President of Retail, Dan Dunstan. And you're going to enjoy this episode because Dan has over 21 years of experience working at Parkland. And he's going to share with you his secrets for moving up the ranks. And you're going to get the scoop on Dan's first job and how it was actually delivering newspapers up in Canada where he'd often come home covered in snow and ice. Then we dive into Dan's favorite Parkland moments in his 21-year career. And then special advice for employees who like to make a long, successful career at Parkland. Enjoy. Hey, Dan. Welcome to the Winning Drive podcast. Hey, thanks, Ben. Great to, great to be on. Yeah, we're going to have a great interview today. So let's kick this thing off with where did you grow up and what was your first job? Yeah, great question. Obviously, uh, I'm Canadian, so I grew up in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Um, growing up, I had a, a few gigs along the way, but my first job was at 10 years old. And I was uh, I worked for the Calgary Sun, newspaper delivery person. I had 172 houses. I had to deliver newspapers too by 6.30 in the morning, seven days a week. Now, for a lot of places in the world, not as physically challenging during the winter perhaps, but in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, those are some prob- those are probably some pretty chilly mornings you were waking up to, to deliver papers. Absolutely. I mean, six, six months out of the year, you definitely, uh, you definitely felt that chill every morning and uh, but it was a great way to start the day. Gave you some good physical activity. I, I'd learned yeah. a lot. Ten years old, and you know, delivering newspapers. I was only late once in three years, missing that six thirty deadline. And <laughs> what back then, you st- yeah, back then you still had to collect money too. So you know, I was delivering in the morning, and then the evenings would have to go and collect money. And it was it was a great, great, great gig to start things off. So you learned at an early age how to be punctual, how to be on time. <laughs> Absolutely. And it, it continues. I, uh, I hate being late. If I'm late, it's, it's not a good day. Yeah. I used to have an old coach that would say Fanning, if you're on time, you're late. <laughs> Absolutely. Great saying. <laughs> early. Well, any, uh, any harrowing stories at, at 10 years old, ride your bike through the snow to deliver those papers? Well, with 172 papers, I couldn't even ride my bike. Um, I was walking those days. And, uh, you know, I, I remember many days getting home and you wouldn't recognize me. I had so much ice built up, you know, and that wind was blowing and it's snowing. And, um, but yeah, it was, it was a great job. I, I truly enjoyed it. And, and, you know, the story of how I got the job is a little interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, my neighbor was actually the carrier and uh, he didn't like delivering on the weekends. And so he said, hey, do you mind delivering on Saturday and Sunday? I said, yeah, sure. No problem. Uh-huh. So that's how I started. And and <laughs> what ended up happening is during the week, there was a bunch of complaints because they were always late. Mm. And the the boss at that time said, geez, why isn't he late on the weekends? And so one Saturday morning, I went to pick up the papers and there's his boss going, oh, it's a different kid delivering on Saturday and Sunday. And he eventually gave me the routes. And uh, for three years, that's what I did. Wow. So doing a good job often gets noticed. Absolutely. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, that that's funny because your buddy, he was essentially outsourcing the part of the, his job he didn't like. And then eventually he's like, why do you think the weekends would be the time when people were going to be behind schedule on delivery? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you guys are executing. Uh, what a great story there, Dan. So explain to us a little bit. So we're going from delivering papers now to vice president Parkland USA retail. So <laughs> a big, a big jump. What was your, what's been your journey to, to that role? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a great journey to be honest. Um, you know, I got into the C store business a few years after the newspaper delivery, and you know, eventually started with Parkland. You know, twenty one years ago. Wow! And I actually started in the stores. I started at store twenty four in Cochrane, Alberta, which is just outside of Calgary. And you know, we were you know a small at that time fast gas location. Mm-hmm. Like many of them, built on Main and Main, right next to the railroad tracks. We were full serve, so mm-hmm. we were pumping gas into customers' cars, and and at that time it was kind of a smokes and cokes, you know. Sold a lot of cigarettes <laughs> and, and cokes, and, and <laughs> sold some Coca Cola for cheap, and and that was the business. Full serve site, cheap cigarettes. That's that's what Parkland started on. Absolutely. Well. Wow. Yeah, so that was so that was owned by Parkland right out of the gate, or was it was acquired later? That yeah. one was owned by Parkland. Yeah, that Vasquez was Vasquez was the brand that that the company started on okay. in the gas station business, and and uh, yeah, that was Station Twenty Four. Wow, it's still there today. It's been rebuilt and rebranded, and yeah, but uh, yeah, great site overall. So what have been some of your more, I'll, I'll say your favorite moments from your career working in the sea stores with Parkland? Yeah, I can't say I have, I can't say I have one or, or, you know, a real turning point, but there's just been a ton of them. Um, you know, we've, we've obviously seen a lot of growth in 21 years. You know, we were originally a $20 million EBITDA company 21 years ago. And, you know, now that number ends with or starts with a B, which is pretty exciting at the growth we've been able to see. And, oh, yeah. you know, you know, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, the, the U S growth and how we want to, you know, expand and, and grow. And, and ultimately I think there's a lot of people that sit back and say, well, yeah, we can't do that. There's no way we can double business or five times the business. Um, but that's what Parkland has been for the last 21 years. Mm-hmm. We've been doubling the business over and over again and, and doing it with some great people um, and seeing some great growth overall. And a lot of these programs, you know, started out really small. I can remember a, a program that Bob Espy, you know, initiated, you know, the Parkland Penny program, the Parkland Penny plan, excuse me. And we actually have a Parkland Penny and it was about how, you know, how do we grow the business? How do we improve our, our position as an organization? And and it was basically one penny at a time, you know, hmm. through a couple initiatives that we were really driving towards. And, you know, that program actually got announced the same day that the Canadian Mint discontinued the penny in Canada, which is kind of a uh, <laughs> interesting coincidence. So Wow. Well, so you said, I want to make sure I understood there was a penny? A, a little Parkland penny? We have a Parkland penny, absolutely. And it minted by the Canadian government originally? It wasn't minted or, by the government, but it okay. was, uh, you know, we created it. But um, at that time, you know, and, and to this day, Canada actually doesn't use a minted 
penny anymore. Um, oh. And they discontinued oh. it the same day that we announced our Parkland penny plan. So you replaced it essentially. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You guys don't worry about minting any more pennies. We've got it covered at Parkland. So, so it, it really comes like, down to, yeah. it really comes down to some of the basics, right? When you think about the fuel business, it does come down to pennies and pennies mm. mean everything. You know, the, the margin we make on fuel is very small. Um, you know, we have to make a lot of pennies. So a lot of gallons in order to buy a cup of coffee, you know, with the, mm. with the company money, because we, the margins are tight and, and the penny was really a, a good reminder at how tight it really is that every penny matters, every penny matters. So. Yeah, I'm just making a note. What a what a great message there. Every penny matters, especially the Parkland penny. And so it sounds like you're some of your more exciting moments was, I mean, just celebrating the rapid success and growth of the company over 20 other 21 years. And then thinking about that pennies initiative. And it just sounds like you've got some really memorable moments. And probably from what I'm guessing you're expecting many more memorable moments to come because the growth is still happening. Absolutely. I mean, we've, you know, in the past seven years since we entered the U.S., obviously our, our C-Store business has been growing exponentially and mm-hmm. our wholesale and our trucks and drivers and everything we're doing in the U.S. has been growing. And, you know, we've set out a plan for the next five years to, to 5X the business, which is extremely, Extremely exciting when you think about where we are today, oh right? God. You know, a hundred mm-hmm. stores going to 500 stores. I mean, that is, that's awesome. You know, it's going to be great. We've got to have great people. We've got to have a great foundation and systems. Um, but with all of that, we can 5X the business in five years. We are looking for drivers. Know a safe CDL licensed driver? Refer them to Parkland USA, and if we hire them, you'll get an employee referral bonus. Bonuses range from $1,000 to $2,000, depending upon the rock and the need for drivers. Please spread the word and let your dispatcher or people and culture manager know of any potential leads. You are listening to the Wedding Drive Podcast. Now back to the show with your host, Ben Fanning. And so tell us a little bit about what your current role is at Parkland USA. So today I oversee our retail business in the US. So we have 98 company stores, soon to be 101 here in a couple of weeks. Um, you know, I we have 1200 employees that that operate those stores in various roles. Um, you know, right from the cashier, our food service teams, you know, our territory managers, our mm-hmm. retail ops managers. Um, there's 1200 people that make those stores run every day and and you know, really they're the engine right? They're, mm. they're bringing the cash in, you know, my role ultimately is overhead. You know, I'm here to support the team and anything we can do, but you know, the folks on the ground are, are the ones that are, are really driving the business. They're providing the customer service to the customers that come in, you know, the drivers are fueling our sites, which ultimately is what the, what the customers are buying every day. And, and it takes a, a significant team in order to, to run a hundred stores. So that's a lot of people and also in a lot of different locations, right? It's, it's one thing if everyone was in one warehouse or factory area, you could walk in the door and talk to everybody, uh, but they're all over. And so with that said, I'm just curious, what, how do you approach communication? That, that's that, because that's one of the things that we've really been working on on the Winning Drive podcast is reaching uh, 
truck drivers who are mobile, you know, in nature, not even in one place. And also C-Store employees that using the podcast as an effective medium to reach them. Uh, but what, how do you think about communicating with people when they're in all those different locations? Yeah, Ben, it's a real challenge. Um, you know, got we have people in a bunch of different locations, but they're also working a bunch of different shifts, right? Oh, we yeah, generally yeah. have two or three shifts a day in all of mm -hmm. our stores. So we got people working all night mm -hmm. um, that, uh, you know, might not be able to log into a town hall or into a, you know, another corporate call. So I think these podcasts are a great way to reach folks. Um, you know, I hope people are listening to them and I hope they engage in a, in a way that, uh, um, you know, they can learn more about the company because that's ultimately, you know, what I grew up with, right. That's, that's mm. what got me excited about Parkland. I, I didn't know 21 years ago, this is what I'd be doing. Um, you know, I started as a job and, and it turned into a career and it's just been outstanding. And I continue to look every day at how we can make, you know, these jobs, these, mm. you know, those mm -hmm. folks that we're hiring to do a job, but, but turn them into career for folks. And, and that excites me every day. And so what advice do you have for employees who like to be like you, right? Where they get into Parkland and they make it a career? You know, I think the key to everything is working hard, right? Mm. Um, you know, for me, being on time, as we talked about earlier, that was an important step. You know, that was something that was ingrained in me mentally at a young age. And, and I think it fared well long-term, right? You show up on time, you show up ready to go, you know, make sure your uniform's ready to go. You have your name tag on, whatever the dress code is, make sure you, you dress your best for, for the job that you have um, and, and work hard. You know, I think that's that's the success of anybody is just somebody that's able to continue to plow forward. Um, you can learn a lot of things if you're willing to, you know, make some mistakes, but also, you know, just get down and grind through it. You know, you can uh, you can grow within an organization as long as you want to put the time and effort into into it. Yeah, there's a there's a famous saying out there, and I cannot it's not coming to me who said it, but uh, we're half of success in life is just showing up. And then I'm wondering to quote you, maybe the second half of that is showing up specifically on time. <laughs> you just do those two things. <laughs> yeah. It's well, a great start, right? I mean, it's, it, it's not everything, but it certainly is a great way to, to kick off and, and, you know, show that, that you're willing to make at least that effort, right? It doesn't cost anything to show up on time, right? You know, but mm -hmm. that's, that's a key driver that, Hey, I'm, I'm here, I'm ready to go. And, and I'm excited to get the task I have to do today, whatever that may be. One of the things we like to get on the on this show too is when we talk to executives like yourself, Dan, is a little bit of a, the Dan outside of work. Okay, I'm assuming that your hobbies do not involve delivering newspapers now, like your return. You may have moved on from that. <laughs> what What do you like to do outside of work? Yes, as uh, as funny as it is, I do a lot of traveling for work. Um, you know, we got stores in, in multiple states and, mm -hmm. and you know, we're touring those. We're obviously looking to grow the business. So I do a fair amount of traveling, but, but one of our hobbies our family enjoys doing is traveling as well, which is kind of a great connection that uh, sometimes I'm able to put the two of those together and bring the family along. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. tra traveling is something we're certainly, uh, certainly enjoy. Um you know, my, my son is, uh, 14 here in a few weeks and, and he got into golf and, 
you know, I, I would never invite you golfing, Ben, because I'm a terrible golfer, but I really do enjoy <laughs> it and uh, have been uh, have been really excited about uh, golfing with my son now that he's kind of joined the golf team at school. And it's just oh, great, great to kind of see him growing and, and growing and enjoying the game. Um, you know, thankfully, he still has some frustrating days because otherwise I think uh, I think I was doing something wrong all these years. But, uh, you know, it's great to see him start to figure that piece out. And, and yeah. I enjoy to get out and enjoy the enjoy the sunshine the green grass and just spend a couple hours outside um and and the last thing you know that we really enjoy doing as a family is is just that spending time as a family you know we're very active we got you know my daughter's a, a competitive dancer and so we spend a lot of time doing that my son does golf and hockey um so we we do travel a fair bit for for those activities and and just really enjoy the the family time and and that connection so where, what have been some of your more memorable trips since you, since travel tops the list of things you like to do outside of work? Uh, great question. I'll have to think about that one for a second. Ben. <laughs> um, well, boy, you know, we've, uh, we've really enjoyed traveling the U S um, obviously I've, I've only been in the U S for the last, last seven years. We, as Canadians, we traveled to the U.S. a, a fair bit for vacations. Um, but a couple of years ago, one one that we definitely enjoyed. I'll tell you, I probably won't do it again. But we did a we did a two week road trip, and uh, we traveled from North Dakota uh, through Montana down to mm-hmm. Colorado, up through South Dakota, and and you know I was working. We had a bunch of events and different things we were doing. Um, but as a family, we did the, a two week road trip. Um, I was exhausted by the end of it. Uh, did you drive the whole you know, way or did you share it? Drove, no, I drove the whole way and it was wow. over, over two weeks and, and I was working in between. So at least my, my family was able to, to rest, you know, during the day when mm-hmm. they weren't doing activities, but you know, I was in the stores. We had a couple grand openings we were doing. We had a couple of conferences I needed to attend. And, uh, but it was a, it was a great trip. We saw a lot of the sites and, and, uh, you know, every day getting back in the car and that was probably the hardest part is checking out of the hotel every second or third day, you know, you're packing up all the time, but, um, that's why I wouldn't do it again. You know, if I didn't have to pack up every second day, I would, I would certainly do that in a heartbeat. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. The drivers out there can probably relate a lot to this in terms of driving around, always being mobile, checking in and out of hotels. Of course, many of them are probably back at home periodically, which is kind of a nice thing, but, you know, being on the road and I have some really memorable times with my family, uh, driving. And sometimes I think that with a, with a world that's so obsessed with flying from getting to point A and point to point B so quickly that we, that we miss the America, right. Or the Canada in between. And so, seeing the world from the road can be a pretty special experience for, for people. Absolutely. You know, get to see all the stuff along the way, the roadside, uh, sea stores, right. That you would normally get to see the people that you'd get to meet. And so, uh, yeah, that can be a pretty special experience for us. Your health matters sitting all day isn't great for our health and incorporating physical activity into your day helps counteract that. Our motion program is open to all employees and literally pays you to walk. You earn free money by walking a certain number of steps per day. 
This money is applied to your HSA bank account and can be used directly to pay for any doctor's visits, prescriptions, or anything else you'd use your health insurance for. The maximum amount of money you can earn over the year is $1,100. Many of our employees have lost significant weight, gotten healthier, and even slept better since they joined Motion. Reach out to your dispatcher and people and culture manager for information on how to get started. It's that easy. Thanks for listening to the Winning Drive Podcast. Be on the lookout for a new episode soon.